I'm Robert Therrell. I'm Chase Bridges. And we both want to be screenwriters. So listen along as we find out how. Each week we'll outline a new short film. And maybe even write some of our favorites. This is Written By. Welcome back to Written by the number one podcast in the world. Oh, right behind all the other ones. Right behind all the other ones. I'm Chase. <laughs> I'm Robert. And guys, it is Rival Pitches Week. Yes, another Rival Pitches Week. <laughs> Man, our, our reels have been doing really well. Dude, the one today yeah. got, a, got a good bit of comments and some traction. You did, yeah. I saw you deleted one. <laughs> I did because I wasn't going to. Because I thought it was funny. I thought so, too, yeah. All right, so the comment, guys, was mid-movie. Yeah. And I thought it was really funny because it had the energy of someone being like, oh, I've seen this movie. It sucks. Yeah. But it's not a real movie. Uh Uh-huh. And so it really just, it screamed the energy of just, like, this kid that was just, like, hating just to hate because he didn't know any better. But then I was like, I better delete it because I was like, I don't, you know, I don't want someone, you know, I don't know. (laughs) I thought it was really funny, though. I mean, my thing is, I once, I once heard a nineteen-year-old say that Kendrick Lamar was mid. So now I'm like, anyone that says mid, I just don't trust their. Opinion. I just don't trust anyone who hates things in I, general. I get that. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, because there's always a positive to find. Yeah, and also, what is first of all, the guy's name on Instagram uh, was a like a very vulgar joke name. Oh, and I, I didn't was like, see that. I was like, oh, the genius who came up with the name Mike Cock. <laughs> Is uh <laughs> is saying that this is mid? <laughs> that sounds like a joke from a movie. Like that's what they would put as the joke yeah. username. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I kept it up for a while, and then I was just like, you know, I'm gonna delete it because I don't want other people being like, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I do. I uh, I think you're similar to me in that like people people who don't know me and know that I do films expect me to be like very critical of movies when I watch them, yeah. but I'm really not like I go no. into a movie wanting to, to enjoy, enjoy it. it. I just want to have a good time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, uh, I think we've talked about that on here before is I, you, you talked about that could have been just a personal conversation, but I think you yeah. talked about there was, uh, some guy who on letterboxd, they only like it and then they yes. only give five stars yes. if they really love it. They don't rate it if they don't give it yeah. a five star. I think that's the best way to do it. Same. Yeah. It's like, why why waste the energy on hating something? Yeah. If you don't like it. Like, I got really frustrated. The uh, Chip and Dale movie came out this week, uh-huh. and yeah. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was so much fun, and uh-huh. it was super reminiscent of one of my favorite movies, which is Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Okay. That's yes. one of my favorite movies ever, and uh, I just really loved it. And then on Twitter, someone was like, posted this like comparison and it yeah, was just like, yeah. dude, how about just enjoy it? And if you didn't like it, don't talk about it. <laughs> yeah. I will say I, I watched Two Frames Roger Ever for the first time, like two days before that movie, because I had never seen it. Really? Yeah. I did I really enjoyed both movies, but you know, watching them both so close, like you could Roger Rabbit ra- is Well, it's yeah. just it's amazing. It's still yeah. bad, like Ugly Sonic. That's so, so funny. funny. <laughs> so funny. The, just like I, I I saw a a dude on Letterbox called it a pop culture reference the movie <laughs> yeah like, which there's is somebody like, like even in the background there's like Lego Miserables and it's like oh man that's so good 
and I like there's a place for those movies. Yeah, there's a place yeah. for pop culture, the movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like it is, it is definitely like a kid's movie. And yeah. Like, people expect it to be more than that. Like if I saw that movie when I was a kid, I that would be my favorite movie. Yeah. I would have loved it with all my heart. And uh, I still really enjoyed it. It's like I liked, I think that movie did a better job of pop culture, the movie than that uh, Free Guy. Yeah. Free Guy was also kind of pop culture, I the do. movie. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. There's a place for every kind of movie. Exactly, yeah. And there's a place for a, a Woody movie. Yeah, speaking of <laughs> speaking of kids movies. I'm going to let you set this one up because this one was your idea. Yes. So around the time this episode comes out, <laughs> a new movie called Lightyear, Lightyear will be hitting theaters. Starring Chris Evans as, as Buzz, Buzz Lightyear. Lightyear of Star Command. Now, when this movie, its first trailer, first teaser trailer came out, uh, there was some confusion around what this movie was. And so in a now famous tweet, Chris Evans decided to clarify. And just to be clear... This isn't Buzz Lightyear the toy. This is the origin story of the human Buzz Lightyear that the toy is based on. Which, uh, they, which the cartoon uh, when I was a kid, I don't know if you ever watched it. Yeah. It was an animated series uh-huh. called Buzz Lightyear of Star Command or whatever, and it was also that. I think. No, it was. I, I yeah. remember that. Yeah. 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 But still, of course, like. That explanation sounded so convoluted that, like, it just got <laughs> memed to death on yes. Twitter. Yes, it did. I even, uh, <laughs> I saw a great meme where somebody, uh, they posted a picture of the Buzz Lightyear action figure that's currently being sold. Yeah. And he said, the toy based on the origin story of the human <laughs> Buzz Lightyear that the toy from Toy Story is based on. <laughs> it's like we are so deep in the IP rabbit hole. Yeah. Right but I mean, I guess in theory, the toy that they're selling now is literally just the toy from the movie Toy Story. That's the simplified version. Well, no, because it's it's a new version. So, like, it has, you know, how Buzz Lightyear <laughs> looks a little different yeah. in this movie. Yeah. Oh, dang. Oh, man, that is crazy. But anyway, we got to thinking, hey, you know, we've done this with Buzz Lightyear. If this movie is a success, maybe Pixar and Disney will be like, hey, what if we did a movie about Woody? But not Woody the toy, an Woody. origin story of the human Woody yes. that the toy is based on. And that's what we've done for this week's Rival <laughs> yeah. Pitch. Guys, if you don't like this episode of Rival Pitches, <laughs> I guess this is, isn't for you. Because this is, a, <laughs> I think this is peak <laughs> pitching a movie. Um, so a little backstory on, I guess, Woody as a character. Uh, so he is based on a marionette type show called Woody's Roundup. Yes. So I guess in our universe, we're writing a movie about the person Woody, who they then in turn made a kid's show about. Yes. And then they made toys from that kid's show. Exactly. So we're making a movie about the guy (laughs) who influenced the people who made the show Woody's Roundup. That, that influenced the merchandise that created that is, Woody. Yes, yes. 
If you don't understand, I don't know how else to explain it. This movie is about the guy <laughs> that influenced Woody's Roundup, the toy. <laughs> right. Well, it's your week to go first. So it is my got? week to go first. And uh, yeah, okay. Uh, I, I'm going to set mine up by saying this is one of those that I could have sat there and wrote the whole movie. Nice. But I didn't. Okay. But I could have because I was having nice. a blast. This was a really fun one. Um, let me pull it up. Oh, yeah. I ended it with they all live happily ever after. Because, <laughs> you know. Okay. So I am going to I am gonna say since this is about this is about the guy that influenced the people in universe to create Woody's <laughs> Roundup. The, the actual story of the guy is a little bit darker than the kid show, Woody's Roundup, that's based on this guy. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Uh, just a, a refresher for if you haven't seen Toy Story recently. The characters that I've got in mind are Woody, who is, of course, like the main character of Toy Story. Yep. Jesse, who's like the cowgirl. And then I also have Stinky Pete, who's the inspector from Toy Story 2. And then I have Bullseye, Woody's horse. Um, yes from the show just just giving you guys a a, a pre-checklist uh-huh. all right <clears throat> woody's roundup the movie <laughs> and remember guys this is about the guy no, <laughs> we open on a western town and we see sheriff woody and remember <laughs> this is about the guy no i'm joking um so we see sheriff woody this is a human person i didn't think about who to cast for this um but it's young, uh, Jensen Ackles. Let's think. Let's just think Jensen Ackles, okay? okay? Nice. Jensen Ackles as a sheriff of a western town. This is like a real like. This isn't cartoony at all. This is real gritty. Okay, just giving you guys the the vibes. Sheriff Woody, starring Jensen Ackles, is locking up Stinky Pete in the old jail cell. And the whole town is celebrating. Woo! Yay! And those flash bulb. Cameras are flashing, and uh, and Woody's wife Wilma embraces him, and they kiss. And there's more pictures, and it's like he's on the front of the newspaper, and it's like Sheriff Woody catches notorious bandit Stinky Pete, you know. And in the background of the newspaper picture, you see, you know, you see Woody and his wife embracing in the foreground, and in the background, you see Stinky Pete, and his face is just furious. Um, and a few nights later, Woody is asleep. He's chilling in town, and uh, and he's woken from a quick banging on the door. Bang, 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 bang. And it's Jesse, his deputy, the, the cowgirl. I don't know if that's the correct term, cowgirl, but I think that's it. And, and she's like, she's like, Stinky Pete escaped. He burnt, he's burning down the bank. I think that's how she talked. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, so, and he's like, oh, no. And, and they take off to the bank, and it's on, it's on fire. And immediately... We see why they made a toy and a show about this man, Woody, right? Yeah. Uh, he does, it's like a dope little action scene to kick off the movie where not only is he saving, like people had ran into the bank when they saw it was on fire to try to get their money out because yeah. they're like, oh no, my money's going to burn up and I'm going to have nothing. My money. Yeah, my money. It's like the Great Depression, but they didn't they're know the about that guys. yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like the hurricane guys. Uh, and, um, so Woody saves them because they're trapped in the bank and he utilizes the water tower to put out the whole fire by himself Whoa. with the help of Jesse, but mostly by himself. 
And once again, the whole town just loves Sheriff Woody. This guy is awesome. And he's like, thank you, thank you. And he's like, no need for all this. I'm just doing my job. And then, bang! Through the night air, you just hear a loud gunshot. And the gunshot is coming from Woody's house. Him and Jesse take off towards Woody's house. And they arrive to the front of the house just as Stinky Pete is riding off on a horse. Woody goes inside his house. And his wife has been shot dead. And Jesse's like, the bank must have just been a distraction to get her alone, Sheriff. And Woody's face intensifies. And as the sun is coming up, we see Woody on his horse, Bullseye, and Jesse on her horse. And they ride, off ride out of town about to track down Stinky Pete, the man who killed his wife. So basically the whole movie follows their journey. Um, going through all these old western towns in an effort to find Stinky Pete and to avenge his wife. Um, and he's the leader of the Smelly Gang. Smelly Gang. <laughs> Stinky Pete is the it's Stinky Pete and the Smelly Gang. And everybody on the in the Smelly Gang, like if their name's Dave or Matthew or whatever, it's Stinky Dave and Stinky Matthew. And that's how you know they're part of the Smelly Gang. Again, this is very cartoony, guys, but I cannot <laughs> emphasize enough. It's super dark and gritty. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so, you know, we see them. They're traveling. This is the real... Uh, where we're learning a little bit more about Woody and Jesse. But then they arrive in this town uh, where they think it's most logical for uh, Stinky Pete to be staying. To, you know, stay the night, refuel before he goes on his way. And... Um, they get in this town, and immediately they go to the sheriff. The sheriff's name is uh, Donald, because I guess that's an old Western name. I looked up old West names. Oh, okay. Donald. Nice. Maybe you go by Donnie or something, but that's really similar to something else we do. Yeah, but, exactly. Uh, yeah. So Don, we'll, we'll call him Don. Um, and and they go to the sheriff, and they're like, Sheriff Donald, and he's like, they tell him what is happening, Stinky Pete, and he's like, Stinky Pete, in my town. And so basically the plan is, he's like, listen, if you guys can get into the uh, uh, the tavern, is that what it's called? The saloon? Saloon. Is that, yeah. where, do they have house, like they have rooms and stuff yeah. too in the saloon or tavern, whatever it's called. Um, so if you guys can go in there, you can figure out what room he's in, draw him out, and once he's outside, we'll be sitting there waiting and we'll get him. And we'll have the whole place surrounded. He ain't going to be able to go nowhere, Sheriff Woody. We're going to avenge your wife. And so that's what they do. Uh, we see Woody and Jesse, and they're sneaking in, and they're kind of like undercover in disguise. You know, there's jokes and stuff. I'm not a killjoy. You know, it's yeah. serious, but it's, we're having fun. And <laughs> basically, they figure out what room he's in. They hear him inside. They hear him talking. Now, that's the voice of Stinky Pete. And um, <laughs> hold on. I got to go off on a tangent real okay. quick. <laughs> This just reminded me of a, I had a, a teacher in high school. His name was Peter, uh-huh. Mr. Alewine, Peter Alewine. And for some reason, me and my best friend, Jake, we called him Dirty Pete. <laughs> Dirty Pete. And he, bro, he hated it. Oh, he got yeah. so mad. And so every time we called him Dirty Pete, he would give us detention. Yeah. But we, it didn't stop us. Like we thought the bit was worth <laughs> all of the detention. And so every time we saw him, we're like, "What's up, Dirty Pete?" And he'd give us detention, and we had to—we'd like, have to stay after school for like two hours. 
Given where you went to high school, Dirty Pete could have a different meaning. So I get it. <laughs> I guess. And then one time I told this other kid in my class who didn't know about it. And I was yeah. like, hey, call him Dirty Pete. And he was like, why? I was like, dude, trust me. It's hilarious. Oh, and then so he got, and he got detention. And he was like, wait, what? And I thought that was so funny. <laughs> anyway, I say all this to say uh, when I started dating up my girlfriend, I went to a church with her one night. And he went to that church. Oh, no. And when I tell you I called him Dirty Pete, oh, every, no. like in prayer, in, in prayer request, like every, like if I could even oh, like no. logically bring up this man in conversation, it was Dirty Pete and he couldn't do anything about it because you can't give me detention. <laughs> I don't go here. All right. Anyway, that was my tangent about how I called someone Dirty Pete. Well, I as the Disney Pixar exec, <laughs> I think that's pretty hilarious. <laughs> Get back to the pitch. <laughs> Thanks, man. I just wanted to give you a little bit about me. <laughs> um, okay, so that's what they do. Um, they hear him in the room. They're like, that's Dirty Pete. I, or Stinky Pete. Stinky. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so Woody's like, how do we get him out? How are we going to do this? And Jesse's like, I got an idea. And she just starts banging on the door. She's like, fire! Fire! Get outside immediately! And they take off running. And, and Woody and Jesse, oh, you're a genius. Good job, Jesse. And they take off and they bust through the doors. And the sheriff is standing there with his gun at the door. And he's got a whole bunch of the men from town standing. And they all got their guns pointed at the door of the saloon. And Woody and Jesse, they see all of them. And, and Woody gives them a big thumbs up and he, and he mouths, he's coming. And then uh, Stinky Pete opens the door. Woody grabs Jesse. They drop to the down. He's like, down. And then they wait, and they got their hands over their heads. And I'm like, wait, where's all the gunfire? Like, what's happening? And then all, all they hear is Stinky Pete say, Stinky Dave, what's the meaning of all this? Stinky Dave. And Woody's, Woody's face falls, or Dawn. Yeah, that's what his name is, Dawn. Stinky Dawn. Woody's face falls. And they slowly stand up and they look around and all the guns are pointed at them. What do you want us to do with them, boss? And Stinky Pete is like, kill him. And all the guns point at Woody. And Woody just, you can just see in his face. He's like, man. And then Stinky Pete goes, wait. Kill the girl first. And make him watch. And then Stinky Pete turns around and walks back into the saloon. And they all the guns are pointed at Jesse. And in that moment of transition, where they're all moving their guns from Woody to Jesse, Woody snaps into action. He caps one of them. And right as he hears the gun, the gun goes off, he goes, and he whistles. And Bullseye comes stumbling in. And just as he comes by, Woody tosses Jesse on the back of the horse, jumps on the back of Bullseye, and is shooting. Shooting off, uh, you know, he's not hitting everybody necessarily, but, you know, he's distracting them enough to where they can't aim properly and they, and they can't shoot him. And they manage to get away. Uh, and they're kind of, they ride off into uh, the desert and they're kind of stuck in the desert with little resources. And uh, Woody's being kind of rude now. In my, in my life, you know, older men are usually pretty mean. Yeah. And he's not older, but this is the Old West, so he's kind of like just this grouchy guy right now. And, you know, he's gone through a lot. It's been a rough few days for him. It's funny you say that, because the original Woody in Toy Story was originally a very rude character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, I didn't think of that, but exactly. Yeah. I did that on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so he's being kind of rude because, I mean, you know, his wife died. He can't believe he just got fooled like that. Um, like, who would have known that Stinky Pete was going to pay off the town or whatever, and or the sheriff would be a part of the gang. And, and, and during all of the, and so far in the movie, there is this, like, vibe that Jesse kind of has feelings for Woody. Like, we see it in the beginning, and then it, you, you see it throughout all of it. It's just kind of like this, not a, like, I'm in love, but it's just like you see the admiration in her eyes. And, and she's a little younger, and she's you could sell. She just has feelings for Woody. And that night, they have a fire. They make a fire, and they're chilling by the campfire, and they're kind of talking a little bit, and and they get a and, and Jesse gets a little too close, and it causes him to lash out, and, and so he's really, really rude to Jesse, and and that's going to be kind of like, well, at, like it's not. I don't have it written here because I didn't write the whole movie, but as everything else is going on, like. It's about kind of like mending this relationship now because he really snapped at her and then, you know, he realizes how important she is. But um, they wake up the next morning. He's still in a bad mood and he's already got everything packed up, ready to go by the time she wakes up. And she's like, what are we going to do, Sheriff? He's like, I'm going to go to town and I'm going to challenge him to a shootout at high noon. She's like, that's a bit cliche, Sheriff. I don't know. High noon? And uh, just uh, just as they're about to leave, they're about to they're throwing their stuff on the horse. They're about to go back into town so that he can make this challenge. A young man named uh, Nick Sessions rides up on his horse. He's a younger guy. He looks real cool. If if Woody is Jensen Ackles, imagine this guy is like a uh, a Channing Tatum, okay. young Channing Tatum. You okay. know, real handsome guy. Yeah. He pulls up on his horse. And he introduces him, and immediately, you know, Woody's got the guns out. But he's like, whoa, whoa, and he explains who he is, and he basically talks about how uh, his dad was the sheriff of the town before Pete and his gang, and the Smelly gang showed up, and, and they killed his dad so that they could take over the town. And he pretty much gives him the information. He's like, I, I came to help you guys. And he's like, well, we don't need it. Woody's like, I don't need help. I'm going into town. I'm challenging him at high noon at a shootout. And he's like, well, I got bad news. They're not in town anymore. Their plan is they're going to go cross the Mexican border, so that way, if for some reason they got caught in the future, they can't get tried and hung. They're going to go live in Mexico. And so now, with Nick Sessions by their side, the the, the new plan, the new step of the, of the program is they're going to try to beat them to Mexico, the border, so that way they can stop them from crossing lines. Because if they cross that lines, Woody can't do nothing. But as a registered sheriff in the United States of America... He can shoot him to death right before he crosses that line. <laughs> so that's their plan. They got to go try to cut him off at the Mexican border. They're on, you know, this is the kind of the majority of the second act where all the kind of wacky adventures happen. You know what I mean? Like at one point they they reach a town and the town uh, Stinky Pete and the Smelly Gang had already gone through and they rigged up the town with a bunch of dynamite like in the saloon part or something like that. So that way when Woody and Jesse showed up, it would blow up. And kill everybody. And um, they, you know, they save the town. Woody manages to to fix the day. You know, that kind of stuff. Just those kind of situations throughout the second act until finally the big finale where they fight it out in the Mexican border with this just huge action, action sequence. Like, I'm talking like Jerry Bruckheimer Productions, Pirates of the Caribbean level action sequence where they're, they're having this giant fight. 
where Woody's fighting off the Smelly Gang and and Jesse and Nick Sessions are are fighting together and then they realize, you know, part of the journey is that they fall in love and that uh, there's kind of a theme there with Jesse where it's like she looks so much up to Woody as almost a, a father figure and she got her feelings confused because he was the only man she really knew. And then when she met Nick and they fall in love and it's, it's kind of a thing. Uh, <laughs> it's a little all over the place, yeah. guys, but it's Hollywood, baby. This is a Woody movie. And <laughs> uh, and so, like, the, you know, there's this big climactic moment where they embrace each other and kiss Jesse and, and Nick Sessions. And right when they kiss, Woody uh, shoots something and explodes. And so there's this fire explosion in the background of this kiss. And then uh, it all ends with uh, Woody cornering Stinky Pete and shooting him down. Ah. Uh, and they all live happily ever after. <laughs> and that is my Woody movie. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say, uh, as a as a Disney exec, yeah, sounds like a dark movie. Um, so I have a rebuttal to that. Okay, guys, I ripped off this movie from what from. All of the movies that Disney makes in this same vein, right? So the guys who wrote the Pirates of the Caribbean movie, they also wrote the Lone Ranger reboot and the Legend of Zorro reboot, reboot, and they all follow that exact plot pretty much. And so I was thinking, I was like, if Disney was going to actually do this movie, they would probably hire Ted Elliott and uh, his writing partner to write the movie, and they would probably write this movie the same way. <laughs> And so that's what I did. Nice. Yeah. It's nice. called Stealing Like an Artist. Yes. Look it up. <laughs> yeah, look it up, kids. So, yeah. Another thing to keep in mind, we are Disney Pixar, oh, you know, part of yeah. the Disney conglomerate. We need to sell a lot of toys. So oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What's a... Uh, what what set piece do you think has the most toy potential? Uh, definitely the big Mexican border set. Yeah. You can have the whole set, and then you have your Woody action figure. You have your Nick Sessions action figure, which is a new character, which means new toys. Mm -hmm. We have Jesse. We have the horses. We have Stinky Pete and all the Stinky Gang or Smelly Gang. Uh, and then you know, if you if you have the money, you could also buy Buddy's uh, Woody's wife, and you can reenact the beginning scene. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And also, I'm a, I'm Pete Doctor over here. I'm part of the yeah. Pixar side of things. Of course, uh, yeah, yeah. It's a crucial part of each of our movies to have a moment where everyone bursts into tears. So, what is that moment in your movie? Uh, that's probably the campfire moment when they when Jesse gets a little too close to Woody when they're having that real intimate moment. They're both crying, and then they get too close, and Woody lashes it out. Aw, yeah. Aw, where does that relationship end up again? They, uh, uh, it, it basically, how do I put this? This is an anti-grooming movie. <laughs> it's basically showing like, hey, if you're an older man and you have a young woman who's kind of like under your authority, the correct thing is to have boundaries. That's nice. Yeah. It's cool. And yeah. uh, so basically... The I didn't end, realize she was younger in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, in yeah. the Pixar movie, Toy Story, she seemed to be quite younger than Woody. Huh. And so, I, I, at least in my head, I mean, I don't know. It's my movie. I, <laughs> okay, sure. I, yeah. You know, she's like 18 right, or yeah. 19, early 20s, and maybe yeah. he's late 30s. You know what I mean? Okay. Jensen Ackles looking. Yeah. And then, you know, and also, it's a, it's a message 
that says like, and this is for people who go to Christian schools. <laughs> when you get out in the world, you might meet someone new and exciting. Not just the same dude that you've seen at work every day, you know? So that's that's yep. the meaning behind those relationships. <laughs> nice. Well, that, that has that wholesome family message we like to put in yeah. all of our toy selling machines. Of course. So yeah. I, I thought about that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, it sounds like the Pixar half is happy and mm. the Disney corporate side is happy. So. Yeah. And once we're making all that good Toy Story Woody money, we'll all be happy. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right, let's hear yours, man. Okay. I'm really excited. All right. All right, so <laughs> here's my Woody movie. Just to be clear, not Woody the toy, but the origin story of the human Woody that the toy was based on. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So while looking into this movie, I was like, hey, this is a great chance to make a new Western movie. Right. We don't have a lot of Western movies coming out nowadays, but a lot of the ones that have come out recently have, have been not done well. Have not, but some yeah. of them have been really good. Right. They just haven't done well in the box office yeah. is what I meant. I saw I saw a video essay this dude made about the current trend of like neo westerns where it's not quite a western. It's like modernized, but it has all the similar themes of a western. Like Westworld. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Westworld was part of it. Also, like a No Country for Old Men, mm, Hell or mm. High Water, yeah. Logan fits under this banner. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I will say Yellowstone and like 1883, those have become real popular yeah, Western yeah. shows. Written by the same dude that did Hell or High Water, which if you haven't seen that, it's yeah, great. I haven't, I haven't watched it yet. That. But, uh, and a common theme with all the like newer Westerns coming out is we're at a point in the genre where everything has been explored a lot. It's had its heyday and it's over. Mm. So now like all the current neo-Westerns that are coming out are kind of like looking back at the glory days and being like, we used to have those, but we're living in an area that's different now. Mm. And so like a lot of these newer Westerns are like, characters that are out of their element that would have belonged in this golden age you know the most popular being logan who we meet the superhero long after the golden age of the x-men and he's mm -hmm. grizzled and he's like there's that scene where he's holding up the comic books and it's like none of this stuff really happened blah 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 blah, and all that yeah so that's kind of where i want to start off this woody movie so in your movie you had I think he called him the inspector, but he's a prospector. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's what I meant. My bad. Yeah, yeah, Stinky Pete. Yeah. So they have Stinky Pete, the prospector, as one of the core characters. And I could be wrong about this, but in, in Toy Story 2, he is the villain. But yes. I'm not sure if he's actually a villain so in the TV he's show. He's not. He's yeah. like a bumbling idiot. Yeah. So in this movie, Stinky Pete, the prospector, he's just a prospector. And I was looking up what... Because a typical prospector in the Old West would be looking for gold mm -hmm. because that was part of the gold rush back then. Yeah. So I was looking it up and most of what happened during the gold rush was someone would discover gold and all of a sudden this town would be built up very quickly around the gold mine and everybody would be flooding there trying to get rich off of the gold or they would work for the mine that was already established there. They would live in these towns and eventually the mines would run out of gold. And this took place over you know, about a decade or yeah. something. And yeah, that's yeah. why there are so many ghost towns. Because once the town was out of gold, no one had any way to make money. And so they all just left town. So this story takes place in an old western town that is reaching the end 
of its gold oh, supply. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Now, the Woody in this movie is a like young adult Woody whose father is the sheriff of the town. I looked it up and Woody technically Woody's full name is Woody Pride. Really? <laughs> Which is yeah. That's the name they gave him. They just never like used his last yeah. name in any of the movies. So his father, Merle Pride, because you know, I like Merle Haggard. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> Merle Pride. Yeah, I've heard of him. <laughs> yeah. And just to get it out of the way. So how the Buzz Lightyear movie, it was originally played by Tim Allen, but we were like, nah, we got to get some fresh face in there. Yeah. We're casting Chris Evans. We're going to do a similar thing. Okay. Our, our top hope to cast in this movie, we're going to get Chris Pine. That's a good <laughs> pick. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. That's a good pick. And we're, we're making Woody hot in yeah. this movie. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's going to be to the level where when the first teaser trailer comes out, everyone's watching this and they're like, wait, why am I, why am I physically attracted to Woody from Toy Story? <laughs> the yossification yes, of Woody. Prime. Exactly. It's going to dominate the Twitter discourse. Oh, yeah. And it's all part of our plan. It's all marketing. To sell this movie. All marketing. <laughs> yeah. Woody is young and he's hot. Yeah. <laughs> and so Woody's dad is the sheriff and he wants Woody to follow in his footsteps, mm. become the sheriff of the town. But Woody doesn't want to do it because Woody doesn't really like the outdoors. <laughs> he does not like being out on the rage. He really does not like shooting guns. What oh, he man. wants to do is he wants to be a folk singer because oh. there is a local folk singer in the town. And I want to base this character off an old folk singer whose name was Lead Belly. Lead Belly. He is like a legendary artist people still cover his music i think one of his most famous songs like nirvana famously covered at one point oh smells like teen spirit <laughs> yeah that one he wrote <laughs> in 1912 he wrote smells like <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah he also wrote sons in <laughs> a mosquito a libido <laughs> but yeah but yeah this uh, this character we're gonna base him on lead belly he was like this really old he he was a black folk singer. He was born in like nineteen oh four or something like that. Yeah. And he, you know, like a bunch of old country or folk songs. It was all about hard times, liquor, yep. women, and going to prison. That's right. <laughs> and his dad tells Woody, Hey, you gotta stay away from Mr. Leadbelly or whoever, because <laughs> he's an outlaw. Yeah. And our our family does not stand with outlaws. We are the law. And he's That's like, but right. dad, I don't want to be the law. I want to sing song. <laughs> so it's high school musical, but with yes. Western. <laughs> yes. So one day, Merle is taking Woody out and they're they're camping out out in the fields. And he's like, Hey son, I gotta I gotta teach you all of these cowboy things because you know, I'm getting old. I might be around that long and you you gotta carry on the family name. Yeah. Carry on the pride name. The pride. Yeah. And so they're camping and everything. Woody doesn't want to do this. Uh, Merle is trying to show Woody how to shoot a gun, do target practice. <laughs> he doesn't want to do it. He's bad at it. He's like, hey, you got to learn around these parts, son. You don't know what's happening out here. <laughs> and then he tells him that, like, hey, you got to take care of all your stuff. You got to put all your stuff in the tent before a nightfall or whatever. Woody's too busy playing around with his guitar. He forgets. <laughs> leaves its boots outside. Oh, man. Yeah. 
And so in the morning, when he goes to put on his boots, you probably know where this is going. If you know the famous oh Woody line, God. he puts his foot in the boot and there's a snake. Genius. I didn't even think about yeah. that. <laughs> and then he says, Yowch! There's, There's a snake in my boot. A critter in my footwear. <laughs> so we, we bait and switch them. He doesn't say the line. He doesn't say the line. <laughs> and then like the the uh, the Woody's Roundup team later had to like workshop it. They're like, that doesn't sound right. Let's try something. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. But oh, and man. Then, and then it's like, Woody, Woody, you did not listen to me. You need to learn how to take care of yourself out in these parts. And he's like... But, but dad, see, this is why I hate nature and outdoors. There's snakes everywhere and everything wants to kill you. And I just want to travel around and sing my songs about the state of society. <laughs> oh, man. But anyway, so as we've established, this town is running out of its gold and they're on the verge of being a ghost town. That's part of why Woody wants to leave. But, mm-hmm. you know, his dad is still holding on to the town he knows and loves. Yeah. The prospector... Stinky Pete, who we all know is a little bit of a goofball. He keeps on saying, I'll find more gold. I'll find more gold. Everyone's like, sure, Stinky Pete, you'll find yeah. more gold. Whatever, I'm going to move out of here. Rolls like, I, I believe Stinky Pete. He'll save this town. <laughs> but uh, Stinky Pete's out looking for gold, and he doesn't see gold. But he sees, he sees something else. He sees something new. He comes across oil. Because what happened after the gold rush? People discovered oil, oil started started digging it. Black gold, baby. Yeah. And so Stinky Pete's like, I could save the town. I found a new thing for us to mine. But anyway, one day uh, Stinky Pete is riding his little carriage. He's got his little wagon. He's got some gold in it. And some bandits pull up on him. Huh. He's like, give me all your gold. And then he's like, oh, no, help. And woody and merle who are having an argument hear his cries for help he's like hold on son we gotta save him and so (laughs) merle rides out on his majestic steed and then woody like looks out and a younger horse bullseye walks out is looking at it he's like oh i don't know that looks like trouble maybe maybe i should go out and help and so they run a little bit behind anyway merle is trying to take down the bandits but then he gets shot and gets shot and then woody rolls up and his dad is lying on the ground in pain and then woody woody is aiming aiming the gun just like his dad taught him and he's about to like have to like shoot something and then he checks out he doesn't do it but then you know the prospector is like hey don't worry just leave them uh we don't need the gold we got oil just leave them just leave them because you know the the bandits were scared off by merlin so they're already like kind of yeah ran away but then Merle is in really bad shape and Woody picks him up. Merle's like, please, please take care of the town for me. And he dies. <sighs> Woody's dad dies. And right as he's died, he heads over the, the little star that he wears. The sheriff's the star. Sheriff's yeah. And so Woody's torn out about this. And then after this sad scene, we cut to our two pandits. They're walking into an old saloon. And they walk up to a really big dude who's got his back turned to us, who's sitting at the bar. And the dude, without turning around, is like, did you, did you get the gold? He's like, we got the gold, but man, 
we got something even better for you. We heard there's oil there. (laughs) (laughs) And so anyway, uh, we cut to, you know, the whole town is burying Merle Pride. Woody Pride is real upset, torn up about this. But then a new new dude walks into town. This is a really big dude. His name is Tex. And no, he's it was a, stupider than that. Stupider. That's a quote from a once upon a time in Hollywood. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. That's good. We got Tex. And I'm sure there's some joke where it's like, you know, at this point in history, Texas is a little more of a recent thing. So it's like, oh, you, you're named after a state. Ha ha ha, whatever. He's like, I promise it'll be cool. <laughs> One day. Yeah. It's like naming my son Oklahoma. <laughs> my daughter's name's Mississippi. Yeah. Everybody's making fun of him. That's really funny. Yeah. But anyway, Texas is like who's the sheriff in this town? <laughs> and everyone looks at Woody and Woody's not wearing the star. He has it in his pocket and he's holding it, but he's not wearing it. But everyone's looking at Woody. And so Texas is like, Oh, I, I guess it's you. I just want you, I just want to let you know. I think there's a new sheriff in town. <laughs> oh, <it's> a- <laughs> and then the whole town is like, wait, wait, what are you doing? You can't be doing that in here. You can't come up in here and steal our stuff. And then, that's when he's like, oh, I'm not stealing. I have legally bought this town. You see, last night, Stinky Pete the Prospector uh, signed over the lease. And Stinky Pete is, like, kind of in their camp a little bit, but he looks scared and everything. And we can tell that, like, he's been threatened, like, oh, muscled into signing over the deed. He looks ashamed. Yeah, and what he's like, Pete, perfectly clean-smelling Pete, you didn't do this, did you? <laughs> Stinky Pete's like, uh... He's like looking around all the muscle around. He's like, oh, I, I sure did. You know, it was a good, good business opportunity. <laughs> and, then, and he's like, and I'm moving all my people in. We're about to do a revote. And I think we got enough votes to make me the new sheriff in this town. <laughs> Dang, son. And so this ends in like a standoff. And Woody, he has a very clear sense of right and wrong. And he's yeah. like, hey, you can't take it. This is our town. These are our minds. And then that's when Tex challenges him to a duel. But he, you know, he's not good with guns or whatever, but they're facing off. And Woody can tell he's gotten himself a little in over his head. But then he springs to action and Bullseye, like, picks him up. And then <gasps> it turns into a horse chase. And we get to see Bullseye in action for the first yeah. time. Because he's just been a tiny little horse, but now he's running around all fast and stuff. And it's a really cool chase. But he ends up, Woody ends up getting driven out of town. He escapes narrowly with his life, but he's outside of town. So most of this movie, uh, as soon as Woody is out, Tex, the new sheriff of the town, is printing wanted posters with Woody's name on it. Because Woody was brought up in a household where they they were the law, they respected the law, and now he's the very thing his dad would have been the most ashamed of. He is an outlaw now. Oh, snap. He went from a back the star family. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's good, that's good. <laughs> so Woody finds a neighboring town that he could hide out in. But this this is a really seedy town and it's yeah, full of outlaws. Yeah. 
really sketchy characters. He walks into a saloon and everyone's looking at him all sketchy. And of course, you know, somebody like spits into a can and goes, ting, ting. <laughs> yeah. But Woody finds a gang of outlaws and he's like, hey, if you guys could help us take back control of my town, uh, I could split some of the oil profits with you. And he's like, oh yeah, I think, you know, one, one of our gang, we used to do some work with that dude. We don't like him very much. Mm. I think I think for some of the oil, we could do it. And this gang of outlaws, it's a bunch of the most ruthless, sketchy-looking people seen. Uh, I think it's, like, mandatory that one of them has to be... Uh, what's the actor's name? He's a native character that's voiced by by gil berman who if you've seen hell or high water under the banner of heaven he's like he's like a staple of the modern the modern western Western. so you gotta have him he's this dude of course yeah Yeah. and then who else is in the gang but jesse jesse is in the gang oh snap i forgot about jesse yeah oh snap yeah and so woody has to team up with the very people that he was taught to always avoid and taught to always hate the outlaws now, anyway, the uh, the folk singer based on Lead Belly, uh, he is creating folk songs about the condition of the town. And he's singing songs about how essentially this has been converted into a company town. Everyone has to work for the company. Wages are small. And, you know, you, they could force you to go into debt really quick. Mm. You own your soul. Uh, there's this legendary old folk song. It's going to be something like this. The song is called The Song is called Sixteen Tons. I discovered it because it was it was kind of the inspiration for Bo Burnham's unpaid intern song. Oh yeah? Yeah. It was one of the all time best selling records in the history of the recording business. At last count I think it was something like twenty million copies. America, listen to this. The gentleman from Tennessee is going to sing it for you. Mr. Ernie Ford and 16 Tons. Some people say a man is made out of mud. A poor man's made out of muscle and blood. Muscle and blood and skin and bones. A mind that's weak and a back that's strong. You load the 16 tons. What do you get? Another day older and deeper in debt. Woo! St. Peter, don't you call Bars. me cause I can't go. I owe my soul to the company store. Ooh. Yeah. So the reason I, I, I play that bit of that song is yeah. because this is the style of song that this local folk singer is singing. Mm-hmm. And the way folk songs did back in the day, they're traveling across town. And so Woody is hearing the songs. And he knows, hey, I've 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 studied this dude's song so much because I wanted to be like him. Uh, I recognize that must be that must come from our town, so he knows mm. what's going on. That's and so, cool. Yeah, it's like a news. Exactly, it's like the news. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so Woody is now having to plot with this group of outlaws how to take over that town. And also, you know, he still wants to be a folk singer. He's trying to write his own songs. We're getting some great, like, campfire scenes. Oh, yeah. Of them, like, singing. And he's singing love songs. And Jesse's really into them. And he's like, oh, ooh, 
there's something going on here and all of a sudden he gets inspired to write you know a few more love songs than normally because at first he was like i'm i'm writing about the state of society and now <laughs> now he's like "Ooh, i like this girl <laughs> her red hair yeah ain't fair so we're gonna get a midpoint set piece where you know of course tex has some dudes out looking for woody yeah among them is his his own son who again is you know just like Woody expected to take up the family business he's had to leave lead the operation outside of town they managed to track him down in the saloon and we get a great like nighttime shootout scene where they're trying to escape the saloon we're running all through the saloon we're out in the town and Woody has a few moments where he needs to shoot someone but like just can't do it either he freezes up or he just like wildly misses Mm. but that's when he uh you know he's running past someone he misses with the gun he just throws the gun away because he sees you know a cowboy that's left some of his stuff and he finds a whip and he uses or not a whip he finds a rope and he uses the lasso and so that's how he, he finds a weapon that's more comfortable for him nice but anyway now he and his outlaw gang have had to skip town and then as they're like collecting their bearings they're like kind of camping out in the wilderness now they can't be in a town anymore. They're talking and one of them isn't there. And he's like, oh, I, th- I think one of these outlaws sold us out. Huh. And so now there's like a lot of distrust around this group. And of course, like oh, Woody no. has been taught to, you know, fear all the outlaws and everything. And so he's like, oh, maybe this one's such a good idea. And he like privately tells Jesse after he's up late singing with her, uh, oh, you know, no. just the two of us sh- should ditch the group. Oh, and Jesse's no. like, hey. No, I can't ditch the group. These people, they aren't perfect, but they're they're my family. Okay. You you don't know where they came from. They've had to struggle just to survive. They've done a lot of things they aren't proud of, but I, I believe in all of them, except for that dude that isn't there. I, I always felt bad about it. But I'm not leaving this group. But Woody's like, you 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 deserve more than these outlaws. And he's like, I don't like the way you said outlaws. <laughs> oh snap. And so and so now things are tense between them. But they're all still a group. And he's like, hey. You know, whatever our differences are, we we both still got things we want. We want your oil money. You want your town. We're going to go in and do this thing. We're all going to leave each other and never speak to each other again. He's like, yeah. all right, deal. And so they they hatch their plan. They're going to sneak into the mine where it's like dark. And then they're going to ambush some people there and they're going to run into the middle of town. All this stuff. Mm-hmm. So they hatch the plan, they go through with it, and then Woody, he comes across the folk singer, and the folk singer is like kind of out in the middle of nowhere. He's like, wait, what, what are you doing out here? And he's like, what, what are you doing out here, Woody? And he's like, oh, I'm coming to save the town. And then the folk singer's like, oh, well, I was also saving the town. And he's like, oh, snap. <laughs> yeah, I, I've developed a secret resistance. He's like, what, you? Because <laughs> I, think, I think earlier in the movie, I think there would be a conversation where Woody was like, Hey, I want to be a folk singer like you. And he's like, uh, no, you, you, you don't need to be a folk singer. You, you, you have a lot going for you. This is the only thing I got. And so he's like, but I thought music was the only thing you had. He's like, Oh, well I was also, you know, I was an outlaw for 30 plus years. I was in charge of multiple prison riots because <laughs> I, I haven't done enough research, but I know at the very least Lead Belly sung about prison riots. So <laughs> maybe, you know, yeah, you never know. 
It's like, oh, wow. So they team up with this local resistance of the town and they descend upon the town. We get a huge set piece or whatever. And they're shooting each other. Big set piece of the town. But then Tex and his group get the upper hand and they start driving people out into, you know, just into the desert, into the land. And they're having to, like, hide all throughout here. And then Woody's... Woody's alone. All he's got is his rope, and he's still got his guitar. Yeah. He's got his horse bullseye. And then Tex's son finds him, points a gun at him. <gasps> he's about to shoot him, but Woody's like, hey, you don't you don't want to do that. It's like, I, I know where you're at. You don't want to be like your daddy. <laughs> oh, it's that. Gives he's him like, the whole rundown. Yeah, exactly. And then you could tell that, you know, Tex's son, he's thinking about it he doesn't want to do it but still he's got too much writing on this he has to kill Woody. he's about to pull the trigger oh. and so in Woody's, what what do you think is his last his last seconds he pulls out his guitar starts singing a really good folk song well i won't back down yeah i'ma stand my ground and then boom there's a shot but it lands on the side of woody Dude's holding the gun. He's very clearly not aimed at Woody. He just puts his finger on his mouth like, shh, and then he walks away. And then he tells Tex, oh, yeah, I got him. And so now... (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what? Yeah. (laughs) He killed his dad? Oh, no, they were alone, but he he shoots the shot, but beside Woody. So his dad hears the shot and assumes that he was killed. Yeah. And so now they don't know that Woody's alive. And so Woody and Bullseye, they managed to find Jesse. And, of course, all of the outlaws had been really heroic in that big battle. And he's like, hey, I was I was wrong about your friends. They're really cool, you know. Sometimes sometimes I think we're just scared of what, what we aren't used to, but I've really gotten to know them. They're, they've proved themselves. They're good people. Yeah. And so Woody and Jesse... Sorry, I'm getting I'm getting texts about the film, <laughs> the short. Oh, really? From who? Uh, I'll tell you after. Oh, okay. <laughs> Where was? I? Oh, so Woody and Jesse and Bullseye now together, they ambush Tex, and they're vastly outnumbered. But then Tex and Woody are in a standoff, and they got to duel each other. They give Woody a pistol, which he does not want. Oh yeah. But he's got to do it this time. He can't freeze up but Woody still doesn't want to shoot him. And he also knows he's not a good shot, but he has an idea. He he takes off his boot. He's got it kind of on the ground as the whole duel thing is getting worked out. Yeah. And of course, just like what happens out there, because they're in around the same place they camped out. Snake yeah. crawls in there. Snake in my boot. He puts on the boot. He doesn't press all the way down. We hear some hissing in there. He's like, all right, there's only enough room. For one of us in this town, we're squaring off. It's like three, two, and then Woody's like, hold on. And then he actually says the line this time. There's a snake in my boot. He kicks it. There's the a snake goes flying. in my boot. The snake flies out of the boot, and it lands right on Tex, and it bites it. <laughs> and so now Tex is defeated. But then, uh, you know, the whole town is happy and everything. But then... The townspeople, they start rounding up all the outlaws and they round up Texas' son. He's like, and of course, Woody, 
he's given his star back. He takes it off. He puts it on. He's officially the sheriff now. He's taken up the mantle. But the townspeople take all the outlaws in Texas Sun. They're like, hey, we rounded up these outlaws for you. And then that's when Woody is faced and he has to make the choice. He's like, hey, those people are good. Oh, snap. And then they all live happily ever after. And Lead Belly pulls out his guitar, writes a great folk song about all this, plays Man. over the, the, the scenes of Woody, hot Woody, and Jess getting yeah. married. Yeah. <laughs> And that that's the movie. That's good. Yeah. That's good stuff. It has the Pixar theme of not judging people by their uh, reputation. Yeah. And not doing what your parents do. <laughs> not doing what your parents tell you to do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, the Disney side is good. Big set pieces. Lots of opportunity for toys. Hot Woody. Yep. <laughs> going to be all over twitter a uh, great soundtrack see that was that was my in for this movie it was i do i've gotten really into folk music and yeah even like i've sent you a few things but i'm kind of i'm working on a music project that like takes inspiration from, from these yeah, old yeah, songs yeah. but so yeah there's gonna there's gonna be a packed soundtrack because yeah. woody is writing songs all throughout this thing yep and then you have old lead belly yep yeah i think that's really good I think it's really good. The The part where the dad dies reminds me of like probably one of my most memorable childhood memories of watching movies in the movie The Barnyard. <laughs> I haven't seen that actually. Dude, I think it's the first movie I ever saw in theaters. Okay. And there's a part where Otis, his dad's like the mayor of the barnyard and he wants Otis to take over. But Otis is like is goofing off. He doesn't want oh, that yeah. responsibility and then he gets attacked by coyotes. And he's fighting off the coyotes while he's singing this song on the guitar. I won't back down. Wow, really? Wow. And then and then he, he the coyotes bite him and then Otis had it's very similar to what you it said. Is, and I was yeah. like, man, this is is bring I get oh, chills wow. thinking about that scene from the barnyard. <laughs> wow, so I ripped off barnyard without knowing it. Stealing like an Stealing artist. Like baby. An artist. <laughs> awesome. Uh, so remember guys, you're going to hear the one minute pitches and then go check out the Instagram at written by pod. Uh, and you can vote for which one you think should be made. And, uh, yeah, at the end of the, at the end of the season between me and Robert, whichever one of us has won the most, we'll get a prize that we haven't talked about yet. And, uh, yeah, this has been written by, <laughs> well, I won't back, back down. down. My soul belongs to the company. <laughs> I wrote a movie about Woody, but not the toy Woody, the guy that the toy is based on, you know, like Lightyear. In my version of this Woody movie, it's a western where Woody is the sheriff of a small town, but after Stinky Pete and the Smelly Gang murder his wife, he and his deputy Jesse go on this revenge-fueled mission all across the west in an effort to avenge his wife. Shenanigans ensue, a lot of lives are saved, and we get to learn one of the most important lessons that you could ever teach in a movie. That just because Jesse is a young girl who works for Woody does not mean that she should fall in love with him. Instead, she falls in love with a really handsome Channing Tatum cowboy that they meet along the way. 
This is a pitch for a Woody movie. Not Woody the toy, but Woody the human the toy is based on. This is about a young adult, Woody, and his dad, Merle, who is the sheriff of their town. This town is located next to a gold mine that's running out of gold, so the town is on the verge of death. Woody, inspired by a folk singer, just wants to sing songs for a living, but Merle has taught him to always respect the law, and he's going to follow in his footsteps and be the sheriff. Now, the prospector, looking for more gold, comes across oil, big potential to bring this town back. But some bandits catch wind of this, and they come back, they kill his father, and they steal the town. And Woody and Bullseye are forced into exile. Woody's become the one thing his father always taught him to fear. He is now an outlaw, but he teams up with a group of outlaws, including Jesse, to take back the town. Also, since Woody wants to be a musician in this, he's singing folk songs all throughout this soundtrack track is packed with bangers. Robert, it's almost the day we're about to record. Yeah, the day you're it. hearing this podcast, we are shooting, shooting our short film. Trouble date. Trouble yeah. date. Man, I'm so excited. Me too. As of today, we are six days out from yep. the shoot. Uh... So we could, we could talk about that. We we have a lot of developments. It always kind of goes that way where it's slow for like a month or two. And then the week before, just everything kind of hits the fan. Time to get it all together. Yep. Uh, we both kind of had a stressful day today, but it was, yeah. 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 I've been scrambling extras. Yes. We need extras to be in the background of this restaurant to kind of fill the space. And we have one person right now. Which I think it's so funny because if you listen back to the second episode at the end, we were so pumped about, oh, we got to make this. And I was like, yeah, I said like two things where it's like, yeah, it's a lot of coverage. And also we got to get extras for the scene. (laughs) Sure enough. Here we are. Sure enough. Over a year later, it's our problem. That's our problem. Yeah, dude. It's just, you know, it's a big ask to ask people to just sit there for five hours and do nothing yeah but it's also if you know the crew is good it's like a great way to meet people and yeah even like we're we're in the realm where we you know we might like pay people accommodate people because we realize that like even that might not be as big as a thing but also we're shooting it on a monday on a work day so that's working that's That's really what we're running into yeah yeah that and I, I don't know what we're gonna do. So basically, we have one person down for the full day. We I think I know someone that's like a half day. Yeah, and then I think I know one or two people that might work out. If we could get those four, those three for the full day, I think we could plot it creatively. Because I was now that we have to enter problem solve mm-hmm. mode with this. I was looking back at some of our reference images in the treatment. Mm-hmm. A few of those don't have that many people. So I think if we have four different angles around the table, mm-hmm. if we could just put one or two people at two of those angles on opposite sides, we could maybe still sell that it's an A occupied full, space. Full space. It's just the restaurant isn't full that day. Maybe we even try to dress it up a little nicer so it almost has an air of exclusivity mm. towards it. So it's like, oh, 
That's why there aren't that many people around because this isn't a casual. You just we walk have, into this type of place. Do we have? Uh, and this is, you know, you guys are listening to us actually talk about this right yes. now. <laughs> uh, do we have the set deck stuff? Yes, I've gotten I've gotten a bunch of stuff in. I've thought about because basically I have a bunch of cups. I have a bunch of silverware cloth napkin because you actually needed cloth. to buy that stuff yes yeah. yes <laughs> so i'm keeping all of it after the shoot and then i also i have candles and some candle holders mm. so we could see how that works but now i might even i might try to go back and see if i could find just some little fancy flourishes like mm-hmm. some butter dishes or like some tiny forks or something you know the one thing that you know it's a fancy restaurant when they when they already have like a glass of water there for you. Yes, yeah. That's fancy. Yeah. Oh, I also have wine glasses too, and I have two different sizes of wine glass. So nice. that's another thing. We'll also need shot glasses. Yes. Uh, which I yes. have if you need. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I actually, that was on my list of things to buy. So I'm sure cool. we have some in my house. I can. Okay. Fine. Yeah. I'll, I'll look when I get to the house. Yeah. But yeah, so extras is a problem, and then we're just we're dealing with a lot of. We've had some crew like have to drop out at last minute because that's yeah. always like when it's when it's a lower budget production. The reason like crew members are coming on board is it's something that's like beneficial for them mm-hmm. in a different way where it's like they need to add to a reel or they want to like show off that they could do a certain thing. Mm-hmm. But of course, when you're working in that realm, if paid work comes up, they kind of have to take take the paid work. Yeah, you know, you can't be mad at that at all. Not at all. Yeah, which is, I'm hoping, I'm hoping after this short or after the next short, my goal is to kind of be beyond that. Like my goal is hopefully, maybe the next short we do is probably going to be really scrappy. But the short, yes, after that, whatever I do next. Basically, after this year, I'm going to like reassess a lot and see, yeah. okay, what really needs to happen next. But I'm hoping that like the next short we do will be the last one where we're really asking people to do things for free and, and we then, kind of do it a little more properly and professionally. Yeah. Everyone's getting paid at least like close to their full rates. Everyone but us. Yeah, true, <laughs> true. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. And, and I think this every time we do a short is just like, I hope that this is the one that people really, that really, like, people see. I hope this is the one that's, like, successful. Yeah. yeah. Not saying that the other ones we have aren't successful because they did what we wanted Mm -hmm. them to do. But it's like, I would love for this one to be seen by more than 500 people. Yeah, yeah. Because we work really hard. (laughs) Yeah. That's that's it. I mean, but yeah, looking at it now that we do, we have a really great, crew mm-hmm. as of right now and i think if i if i get out of like the scurry production brain mode right now if i take a step back and look at it from a bird's eye view i think with the people we got we're gonna make something really good yeah it's just when you when you get into the production mode and you're starting to have like your thoughts feedback on each other it's kind of hard to see that yeah no dude the the crew we have is really talented it's the crew that like if if we had an unlimited budget, we would still hire. That's true. You know? That's true. Yeah. And um, I'm really excited because we'll have Shama there to be your first AD. Mm-hmm. I'm excited because uh, the cast is really good. Yeah. And this is the first time where we've had 
like a larger cast, four, mm-hmm. four or five people. I'm really excited for that. Yeah. I'm like just now as we're talking, finally entering the Zen moment of, oh, we're going to be okay. Yeah. All of today I was stressing out. And also, man, the past week has all been the pre-production stuff of, okay, I'm scheduling. I'm trying to figure out what time we're going to do this, what time we're going to do that. I'm sending text messages to people. I'm drafting emails. And that's like the least favorite part for me. And I'm just finding that like on the next thing, I really need to get help on the production side. Pre-production side, yeah. yeah. You know, I thought I thought that like, you know, I don't like it too much, but I could do it and also it'll like help stretch me or whatever. But now I'm at the point where, okay, like, well, maybe I should, I I should ask that? for help. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, always ask for help. Always ask for help. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited. We've been talking for a while about this. Uh-huh. But I, I mean, it's just like, this is it, guys. Like next yeah. week we'll talk about how it went. Yeah. Which hopefully it went well. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, I guess it's a good learning lesson. Yeah. <laughs> good life lesson. Yeah. Man, I'm trying I'm trying to think if I did anything else. Uh so we have our edited rehearsal mm-hmm. footage. We've talked about that. Yeah. I have gone through and I've made a bunch of notes about what I wish was done differently, what I learned from that. Yeah. And so that's just a helpful thing. And I'll have like those little notes under each shot in my shot list so yeah that's just an additional thing i'm going into the production with yeah that's really cool yeah i'm really excited for that i'm also just excited to get to go and be on set all day yeah me too because it's a ton of fun um and getting to act all day and you getting to direct all day it's like we it's what we want to do yeah and we don't get to do it often so the fact that we get to do it on monday is, is really exciting exactly yeah, we got a lot of cool people we're going to be doing it with. So. Yeah, I think it's just going to be a fun day. And if it's not a fun day, I'll throw a tantrum <laughs> like a child. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, that's it. And next week, you'll you'll hear how it went. <laughs> hey, guys, guess what? We got a giveaway that we're doing this week. And if you've stuck around long enough that you're hearing this, you're going to be the first to hear about it. But first, our winner from the last Rival Pitch episode, the World War II episode, we took it to you, you voted, you decided, and my pitch was the winner for the last episode. So now it's time for y'all to vote again on this episode. How you're going to do that is you're going to go to our Instagram post from today, Monday, June 20th. It has the same graphic as what you see in your podcast player. You're going to comment under that post which pitch you like the best whose woody pitch you would want to see become an actual woody movie based on the guy not the toy (laughs) i'm not gonna go with that whole thing but yeah comment me or chase under that post to cast your vote now i sure you saw last week on our instagram page which is at written by pod if you aren't following the instagram page but we posted this concept art based on our world war ii pitches now this was created with a new program called mid journey that i'm sure some of you have heard about it's an ai that you can feed it prompts and it will give you artwork and it's honestly really stunning for being made 
by a robot, by an AI, but I've already seen some filmmakers that are using this to generate concept art based on random ideas they have, and they and then in turn use that concept art to inspire things that they write or inspire a mood that they're going for, just to give them new ideas. And I've already been using it in my process. I'm making a pitch document for a movie with a really weird central theme and I made some concept art that works really well and I'm actually putting it in my pitch deck. So this program Mid Journey, it's really cool, but it's currently invite only. So you have to have an invite to have the option to use it. But B and Chase both are in the program and we have invites and we will be giving them out this week on our Instagram page. Now, how this is going to work is sometime this week, we will be posting a reel on our Instagram at writtenbypod, and you're going to comment on that reel and tag two of your friends, and then you will be entered in to win a mid-journey invite. And also... Since Rival Pitches is this week and we want you to vote on your favorite Woody pitch, everyone that votes in the comments for this week's Rival Pitch will be entered to win a mid-journey invite as well. So you got two ways you can enter. You could comment on the reel, tag your friends, or you could vote on the Instagram, or you could do both and you got double the chances to win. Now, I should say that this is for an invite only. So what happens when you get a mid-journey invite is you get a bunch of free prompts that you could use to make free images, but that eventually runs out, which I just wanted to give you a warning because when I first got a mid-journey invite, I burned through those really quickly because I didn't know. But once you've run out of your free images, you now have the option to do one of their many paid tiers, which me and Chase both do because we found this to be a really incredible incredible resource but yeah just wanted to give you the heads up this isn't for a mid-journey subscription this is just an invite to use it you'll get a few free images and then you have the opportunity to subscribe if you liked what you tried but yeah mid-journey is still very exclusive at the moment it took a bee and chase a lot of effort to get an invite ourselves so i would jump on this while you got the chance if this seems like something you're interested in vote on this week's rival pitch or comment on our reel and tag your friends whenever we post the reel this week and lastly our email is at written by podcast at gmail.com you could send us suggestions that go into our bowl for the from the bowl episodes or suggestions for future rival pitch episodes we really want to do some more fan suggestions for rival pitches so send those in we'll see you next week